tell me, how is your relationship with your mother? I mean, are you a professional? I, I mean, I guess you're right. I'm not a professional. But you know what? I mean, what's wrong with asking those kind of questions? You know, you're right. I never really thought about that. We all have emotions. Why do we look to professionals to tell our emotions to? I think that's true. Maybe we should start a podcast about it. Well, how do we start a podcast? Bring people on, have them share their experiences, and share those experiences with the world. Well, you know, that's a good point. So I guess the more important question is, how do you feel? Cool. Yeah. I didn't really think about how I wanted to start this other than communication. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of, this was kind of a cool, just off the cuff sort of interview setup. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the listeners are uh, aware. I was just taking a bath, reading a book, and I was just like, you know what? I feel really inspired right now. I need to talk. And Evan just happened to be in this new office space that we just rented for ourselves and he's like come on over and so now uh it's happening here we are yeah and that kind of goes to show the magic of uh inspiration and getting up and doing something is it takes very little time to just have an idea and apply it <laughs> yeah when you have these when you have resources and you've kind of taken the time to put things in place to where you're ready for that sort of inspiration and to take action on it. And you know what I mean by that is just, you know, if you, if you want to be able to say record a podcast, you know, have the means to do that and have people surround you in your life that inspire you to do those sorts of things. So that when you have a brilliant idea or an awakening or something you want to just do, you know, have those sort of reliable people and tools and materials in your life, all of those things that will help you uh, feel inspired yeah, definitely. And I think what I what I really wanted to touch on with this form of inspiration was communication. And to kind of segue from what you were talking about is it takes a means of creating that support system with communication and communicating that with someone of, hey, I want you to support me in this area or, hey, like, me and Evan just got an office space and, hey, do you want to go have these on this office space so that we can be inspired more often, put it out as a form of communication and get it done. But kind of to backtrack a little bit, I was just sitting in my tub reading a book and I found myself kind of questioning the words in the books as, as what this author was trying to communicate to me. And it was an inspirational book. It was, um, I don't want to use the word like self-help, but it was just a, a means of getting what you want out of this world. And they really started arguing about the definition of a word. And I started questioning what was the point of that. I, I could tell by the way that he was writing that he was bothered by the idea that people have of, of the word. And he, he started to kind of argue it. And it was at that point that I realized that he's arguing the definition of a word rather than the feeling that the word brings up. Like he's, 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 he's arguing semantics rather than a philosophical idea. Definitely. Yeah. And, and it's kind of more to do with the You're problems like, Man, if I of, wanted this, I would have gone to the ABC section yeah, of the bookstore rather gone, than the inspirational section. I could have gone, bought a dictionary if I wanted to know <laughs> the definition of this word. Dude, that should be a review on this book on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an amazing book. I actually just finished it 
because I was waiting for Evan to reply and I had the time to kind of sit with this inspiration and I finished the book. How long of a read is it? It's, it's really not that long. I, it's short chapters, um, that I could, you could just pick it up and read it in like five minutes and you're done with a chapter. So it was like very small. We will introduce what book it is. It's we're building to that. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know the name off the top of my head, but That's anyway, okay. no, it's uh it's, it's a book written by the uh, music artist, the rap artist, Russ. Okay. And I believe it's called, uh, get out of your own head. It's probably the only one, if not one of the only ones he's written. So I'm sure people can find it if you're familiar with Oh yeah. Familiar I mean, it's a Russ. bright ass yellow book, so yeah. you're not going to miss it by any means. Um, but it is really good, really inspirational. The only thing is that he comes off really aggressive in his ideologies, which to an extent you have to be. The, the book is basically getting to know yourself and your own limitations and not letting the outside world influence that. We live a world that's so oppressive when we do have a great idea or we have all these questions when it comes to curiosity and it's kind of squashed Mm -hmm. that, oh no, you shouldn't do that. You should do something more realistic, which is kind of just the theme of the book. Don't settle for being realistic. Don't settle for other people's limitations. Know your own limitations and then strive to be better than those limitations. It is called It's All in Your Head. I just wanted it's to It's All in Your Head. Okay. Yeah, by Russ. Something like that. I was close. Yeah, no, that was, that was <laughs> um, exactly right. But he, he, there was only just like a few parts. Again, he comes off a little aggressive. He argues things that, I don't know, he gets a little redundant with stuff, which is fine. You know, repetition is Especially what you if want. It's his first time writing a book i'm sure this well and he's written music and he's lived it so like he knows the message that he wants to get across and Mm -hmm. again it's a very great book i highly suggest it to a lot of people what got me questioning was his viewpoint towards the word humble and in the book he he argues he gives the definition he gives the word he repeats the word multiple times and he almost seems to be upset with the definition of the word and he touches on society's view of the word. So, like, he definitely... Could you he, paraphrase, like, a quote from him just to give an idea of what he's saying? Well, I mean, there, he goes it, on to basically say the definition of the word. Humble. Uh, humble. humble yeah. And I don't have it. I mean, you could research it and kind of say it to the but everybody generically knows what that means. Just being, you yeah. know, not overly uh But actually, in the end of the... In the end of the definition, it does talk about, like, lowering your sense of excitement or basically implying a sense of hierarchy of like lowering a quality so that you don't, you're not bragging basically. Yeah. Because what, what from that perspective is the downside to bragging? What from, from the argument of why one should be humble? What's what's your idea just quickly of why one shouldn't brag? Um, I don't know. I I think that the way that Russ talks about it is, perfectly fine that you should value yourself you should celebrate your accomplishments i think bragging comes as a sense of you know a lot on the show we talk about balance and bragging and humble in any extremes while they seem to be on the same spectrum they can be dangerous Mm -hmm. that if you're going to just brag about yourself just to be heard 
Like, why? If you're just going out of your way and trying to be better than someone just by bragging, then that seems like an extreme that just doesn't need to happen. Well, because it's kind same, of toxic in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Being humble too much is undermining yourself, undervaluing yourself and your accomplishments. Mm. So both can be dangerous. Yeah. And he comes off on the more aggressive end of just like, don't be humble. Fuck that word. Fuck this mm. ideology of hiding yourself. And I agree with that. But it's it's the feeling, the feeling behind the word. And the point of this mini podcast episode, whatever we want to call it, I want people to understand that words are a form of communication. This could be They're just one for form. me to apply to the author, Russ. Yeah. I'm not saying that his he was focused on the word. My perception or and my inspiration like yeah, too fixated. came yeah. from don't do that. Don't be fixated on words. Mm. And when I started to apply that to what we live in currently with politics and the COVID stuff going on right now, people seem to be arguing semantics. Really? They're give arguing a, a, definitions of things. Give a uh, example, maybe. Like when you go to the left side, the liberal side, it's the pronouns. Mm. It's the... Like the, the significance they, they, they carry. Need, yeah, they have to be called a certain pronoun. Yeah. And when someone makes a mistake, they're, especially on social media, mm -hmm. they're just like dragged down and made fun of mm -hmm. because they, you know, maybe they grew up in a generation where it wasn't ingrained so hard where they needed to call someone that looks like a man, a she. Mm -hmm. And so making a mistake is it should be forgiven it, in a It in should a, be forgiven like because be their intention way. wasn't bad. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's, and that's kind of, I guess, just the left side in that argument. And while I like to keep things balanced, we'll go to the right side of arguing Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has now been defined as like a terrorist organization. And the, and the far right circles. Uh, on the far right, yeah. conservative, yeah. And, and the intention is to fight for human rights. Mm -hmm. This isn't like excluding white people. And again, extremes on any end, I'm not supporting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm supporting the balanced people that if you support Black Lives Matter as a belief system then that's not saying that white lives don't matter. Right. It's just saying that one group has been oppressed so much that we need to start making an effort yeah. Yeah, to make a difference we've, in everyone's we've lives. We've talked about this before. It's, it's on that same topic of semantics where, yeah, they get too caught up on it because if they would have made it to say black lives should matter instead of just black lives matter, <laughs> there's not really an argument against that. Because right now, all they have to say is, what, black lives matter and white people don't matter? You mm -hmm. know? And it's, it's just right there in words. It's just arguing over semantics. And then it leads to all this gray area where you have to rebuttal and say, no, we're not saying that. We're saying this. It's like, why does your signage say black lives matter? It's like, if we just changed one word, black lives should matter, there's not, there wouldn't be... I feel like that would free up so much of the tension between definitely, the two sides. and and that's the but really three, but three words doesn't trend as well as four words in a hashtag. Well, so exactly. There's and, all these little, and that's to... more of the purpose of me feeling inspired is you have to start asking yourself why you're offended by what people are saying. Mm -hmm. Is it 
their intention and what is being said, mm-hmm. or is it how they are saying it? Because those are very two different things. What a person is saying versus how they are saying it. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to you want to go outside? Versus, hey, you want to go outside? Yeah. Like. Two very different tones of like, hey, will you help me outside versus, hey, you want to go outside because I'm going to kick your ass. Like, like, we're going to go out. Yeah, there's two different, that's, you know, how you're saying it. And then what you're saying is obviously like, hey, I want to go fight versus, hey, will you help me outside? Like, that's the what, obviously. Well, and the other thing I think people don't consider in this, maybe this is some sort of meta level of of communication in some way. But I think it's just under acknowledged is that people don't take into account other people's entire life story when they hear things they say. Sonder. Yeah. Yeah. The the word sonder, which I don't know if maybe we've used it in past episodes. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think we have. It's basically the definition is that understanding that someone passing by on the street has a life as complex as your own. Yeah. And And to understand that someone else could be going through other shit is the reason why they react to things. I mean, just like the bottling up theory, when Mm -hmm. we talk about other bottles clinking together, it's just being mindful of that. Yeah. But in the form of specifically communication, I think that goes a long way that you don't have to cater to people, but sometimes it alleviates a lot of stress when you do. And I think that's where you have to pick your battles, which mm-hmm. is where I want to go back to this book that the battle isn't, you know, being angry at the definition of humble, because to me, humble is like a personality trait. It can mm-hmm. be an action, yeah. like a momentary uh, trait that someone is showing. But yeah. uh, to me, it could also be a personality trait. And if someone is humble, that's not, you don't get angry at someone who is humble, like, yeah. and, who and is a little bit more shy and a little bit more reserved, reserved on their yeah, accomplishments. Yeah, and you can't, and you can't uh, discredit someone for being humble and say that they're only harming themselves if that's their personality type. Well, exactly. And, and I that's, think that's important that you laid that out because, yeah, he's arguing over a word and saying we shouldn't choose the humble life. We should. It, I don't think it's a choice, really. I think people are just born more one way or another. You know? I, I don't think it's a choice if as a personality, you, type. if you draw awareness to it, yeah. to me, it's something that you could correct. I that, suppose. that is really hard because to me, it is a choice in mm. the sense that we do choose to be offended about things. We choose to let things slide under the rug. Mm-hmm. There are personality traits that we have that we can have core values like mm-hmm. honor and sticking to your word and telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But if something offends you, that doesn't mean you have to go tell that person, you've offended me. Like, yeah. it's not truthful to just walk away from the situation. It might not even be like honest mm-hmm. if someone offended you and you don't say anything, mm-hmm. but you have to pick your battles. Is it worth it? Yeah. If me telling this person off, is that going to fix anything? Mm -hmm. Is it going to change their mindset? Is it going to flare up more of a conversation and maybe more of an argument and get more aggressive? Mm -hmm. Or can I just walk away and just live my life? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think being humble isn't something. The reason I think it's more of a personality trait is because you don't make very many decisions very often based on how humble you are like humble 
I just looked up the definition and it's really just being modest about your own accomplishments. It's really, that's how they define it on Google. Okay. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. And so really it's like the of only time one own importance. And I think that's kind of like, that's, that's where it gets iffy where I, I do understand Russ in the sense that once you put importance into that definition, yeah. you start to question or value your importance based off of other people that's where i agree with russ yeah and it also depends on who you're comparing yourself against at the same time like yeah russ is extremely successful compared to a lot of other people you know but it also everybody has a different definition of success as well and if you're thinking about just the word importance that may not even pertain to other human beings in relation to other human beings. You could say, how important am I in the grand scheme of the entire universe? And there's the, the nihilists who just don't give a shit about anything because <laughs> they realize how you know, insignificant all these things seem to be. And they, like the word humble wouldn't even apply to them because it's like nothing I do really matters. Like, you know? And so that's, you know, th that's the type of humbleness you could argue against is saying, no, man, things do matter. Like be proud of the little things you yeah. do. But if you are one to compare yourself to other people, you know, it's, I think it's just, it is truly a personality thing because it's a mindset you're constantly holding. It's not something that affects your day-to-day -day decisions about how you go about things. Like as an artist, I'm still going to go out of my way and produce the best possible content I can. But when the reviews and criticisms come or the praise and all that comes, that's when I decide to say, oh yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, or, yeah. or just blow it up and talk about how great i am and stuff like that yeah definitely and that obviously is a and i don't want to downplay that like listeners and the average joe isn't smart but again working with behavior therapy that's an advanced skill to take a moment and be grounded and be like okay how do i want to play this how mm -hmm. do i want to approach this when you have critics or reviews telling you know let's just say it's all the praise in the world mm -hmm. you do have choices at that moment yeah. it's being aware of that choice that is the higher skill it's mm -hmm. the more difficult thing to do to say okay i am receiving this praise and typically I will be more humble and I will be a little bit more shy or a little bit more reserved in my bragging. Mm -hmm. Or you can take it the opposite direction and be like, you know what? No, I worked really hard on this and I, I deeply thank you guys for the praise because it does mean a lot to me because I know it's good work and to hear it from other people, it means even more to me. So like you can take bragging mm -hmm. and include other people in your success. Yeah. So like, again, we're not saying that bragging or humble is bad. Mm -hmm. It's like how you do it. What's the purpose of it? Which yeah. is like, again, the communication cycle. Why are you doing it? How are you presenting yeah. it? And uh, on that note, like now that we're talking about it more, what it seems like to me is another key factor of whether to gauge the humbleness of somebody, I think, is if they're... Uh, I'll just use the word flexing. If it's, if it's, uh, accompanied by somebody reaching out to them to ask for their opinion on something, or if they're doing it just on their, without any provocation, you know, without being provoked by anyone. Like in my example would be, you know, a rap artist who's constantly posting their own pictures of not even things that they've won, but just like another day in the studio, like fuck another chain on the neck, another Lambo in the garage, like just without being asked, you know, yeah. like, without anyone actually asking how many Lamborghinis do you have? Like yeah. they're just willing to talk about it. <laughs> like that's, 
that's the, I think, important distinction we need to make. And then there's also like GQ comes to interview you. Like, how big is your house? It's like, oh, I'll tell you. Like, it's got 12 car garage. So and, now you're even arguing the why. Yeah. So we've like, talked about like what's being said, how it's being said. And then like another aspect is why are you even and saying when, it in and the in first what place? Situ- <laughs> and in what situations are you humble? You know, and Russ makes yeah. us, from what you've told me, I haven't read the book. This was just like an on the whim type interview thing. Yeah. But I'm stoked to talk about it. Like, from what it sounds like, this uh, book that Russ did, he's making it sound like, no, like make those Instagram posts. Like don't fucking wait for ask people to ask you how well you're doing. Like show them how well you're doing. Well, yeah, again, and so like it's that's- the ideology that he wrote the book. So I'm not going to say what his meaning is. I'm yeah. just talking about how it came across to me. Again, yeah. I know that like more of his purpose was to talk about society's view of the word humble how he did it was really what got me inspired to have this conversation. Yeah. But whatever he holds as a viewpoint, I'm not claiming that I know it. I'm just saying how I translated it. And it's a little bit more, again, on the aggressive side of, yeah, be a little braggy. Whose feelings do you need to worry about if you are being successful? Yeah. And, and I do agree with that to, yeah. to an extent. When it comes to what is your goal, again, you kind of brushed on the why. Why are you doing it? If no one's asking you why are you doing it, (laughs) kind of goes hand in hand with what do you plan to accomplish with it? Mm -hmm. If you're just going out and, again, flashing off all of your Lambos and showing everyone how much money you have, why are you doing it? What's the point of doing it? If you're doing it so you get attention... I mean, in this society, that's how you can get a lot of attention. Yeah. In Russ's book, he seems to, his reason why is so that you constantly keep believing in yourself, mm. which I agree with. In the sense of behavior stuff, the more and more repetition you do of it, the more behaviors just become habit and habit become lifestyle and lifestyles become attitudes and attitudes become belief Mm. systems. Mm. Yeah. So if you're constantly telling yourself like, I am good and I can be better Mm -hmm. and you're constantly hyping yourself up, then you have this belief system and this attitude and this way of life that you can do shit, that you don't need to rely on people. And I, and I do believe that again, as long as it's balanced and grounded, if you're going to go off the extreme deep end and say, I don't need anybody in my life because I'm perfect, then that's where I think you have it wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> because we do need support. We do. Yeah. The, what he, the point that he's trying to make is you have the influence to attract those people in your life. Mm, okay. Is that the power is truly with inside yourself that if you feel you want that support around you, you can go get it. And mm. that I agree with. Yeah. I think he's really trying to appeal to the people that are too in their head, obviously. That are too shy, yeah, Yeah. that are too put down by society in the sense of letting other people tell you what you can and can't do. Yeah, it takes... As a form of potential. Yeah, I think it takes a lot more... uh, Takes a lot more effort on the part of introverted artists or creators of any kind as opposed to extroverted ones, just generically speaking. And, you know, how humble you are doesn't necessarily 
reflect on if you're an introvert, extrovert, it seems as though introverts tend to be more humbled, I would say, and extroverts tend to not be as much. Um, and those are all on spectrums, of course. But I think this book is meant to reach out to those people who either don't think enough of themselves or, you know, he's trying to pull pull the spectrum from the bottom half up into the middle a little bit more. But Definitely. And, and I think that that's, I think it's an honorable thing to do because while he does think highly of himself and it's a belief system and he wants to keep building himself up, that doesn't mean that he's not focused on anyone else, mm -hmm. that he decided to write a book to uplift other people, because if he can do it, then he can give the words of advice to others. Yeah. Which I think, again, goes to the why. Why did he write the book is one of those things that you can dig a little deeper into. Why is he telling me the definition of humble to like, help, to help other people? Like he's, he's coming from a lot more, uh, genuine place. It seems like definitely. Yeah. He's, he didn't write a book to tell me that he's hot shit. Like he, yeah. not to be a downer, but he kind of does that in his music already. Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't need to write a book on it. He's writing the book to show you that like, Hey, I did do it in my music and this yeah. is the belief system I have. And I want to share with you what you can be doing because you have the power. And so what do you think is the place for, uh, like, you know, people like, for example, Kendrick Lamar, who's, I would say, um, one of the more humble people in the, in that same industry, in that same genre, he's definitely on that end of the spectrum. And we were saying like, I was joking with you off air before we started recording that I think he's just like criticizing his entire song because of how popular it was. <laughs> Russ is criticizing yeah. uh, he's like, no, Kendrick Lamar. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck your sandwiches and your <laughs> syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Syrup sandwiches. Uh, but uh, what do you think is the place for music like that or artists like Kendrick Lamar who are on the more humble side who can also of course be equally successful like where's the place for humbleness and what do you think people like kendrick lamar are trying to say when they make that type of songs like i'm so sick and tired of the photoshop like people need to just calm the fuck down like stop bragging like stop doing that well, do you I think, think he's that... do you think he's wrong to say that you know do you think that cancels out what Russ is saying in this book uh, no i don't think it cancels out because while they can share the same spectrum i think they are arguing two different aspects because mm. where russ is talking about humble as a negative as putting yourself down kendrick's using it kendrick's, as a positive kendrick's negative in the humble spectrum is greed is have is wanting too much is wanting all of the power and when you have all of the power you just want More. everyone to see it yeah and so that that's the negatives from each perspective and that i see the positives on Russ writing is if you stray away from humble, you can find the power in yourself and you can inspire yourself when others aren't inspiring you, mm. which again is true. Mm. If you don't go off the deep end and, you know, want it all for yourself and the, yeah. greed. the positive that Kendrick Lamar is talking about is in being humble. You, you still remember, <laughs> and I'm, not I'm too white to be saying this, but you don't forget your place in the streets. Like yeah. you don't forget where you came from. 
You don't forget the people that helped you along the way. You don't forget the baby steps that got you here. Mm -hmm. You take each moment as a celebration of I made it closer to my goal. Yeah. I I just think it's fascinating how two people, two different people can say, don't be humble. And then somebody else is saying, no, fuck it. Like be humble (laughs) or the other way around. Uh, but they, but they're almost talking about the same thing. It's like, it's crazy how one word can be used in totally different contexts and mean, you know, as you were alluding to two different things, like he's talking about recognize who you are and what brought you to where you are. And Russ is saying more like, you know, okay, you are where you are now. Don't fucking be humble. Like you got to keep that momentum going. Definitely be humble about your, how you treat others maybe. And don't be humble about yourself. I'm not sure what the best way to distinguish. And and that's, the the overarching theme of this whole conversation is to is to stay balanced and to start asking the way to get balanced or to understand balance is to start asking the questions of what is being said because they're clearly the what from humble and russ the book is two different what's they're two they're saying two different things um, how they're saying it though is actually similar because the lyrics yeah. of humble is be humble, bitch, sit down, yeah. like <laughs> get off your high fucking horse. What do you know? And, it, and that's aggressive. Yeah. Just like Russ is a do Russ is doing. He's saying like, fuck the word humble. Like don't ever stop believing in yourself. So mm. the how is actually the same in that sense. Yeah. The why is to enlighten people. So it's like really the only thing that they changed was the what Mm -hmm. and obviously we're getting into like the semantics what is being said is just so different so who do i believe yeah and that's when you have to start to ask yourself like what are they trying to say which one resonates more with me which Mm -hmm. one feels better because that's typically the the one that you are Mm -hmm. that's typically the mindset that you have if you are taking Kendrick's lyrics and you're saying, wow, you know what? I really feel what he's writing in this. And it really pertains to people that they need to sit down. They need to get off their high horse. They need to be more humble is probably saying that you're a more humble person and you don't like people bragging at you. Mm -hmm. And then if you're agreeing with Russ, you're probably on that same end of the spectrum saying that, yeah, you know what? I have confidence in myself and I can do stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not saying that either one of them are wrong. It's the excessiveness, the extremity at which you take it because both I think are healthy mindsets. Yeah. And depending on the situation is when you can use those skills and those traits to your advantage. Yeah, dude. And you know, the other thing that I'm recognizing now that we're talking about this, uh, which is like, it's crazy because with music and with books and anything you put out there, like everybody can listen to it. But I've, I've started to appreciate the fact that I think artists are like making things for specific groups of people sometimes. And like, I think to touch on this whole thing, like Kendrick Lamar is almost reaching for the people at the far end of the top spectrum and trying to pull and rein them back a little bit where, cause he doesn't need to tell people who are introverts and shy about themselves. Like, Hey, you need to be more humble. You know, he's not because 
they're already down there and they need that uplifting, if anything. And Russ is trying to reach down to the other end of the spectrum, pull people up and say, hey, man, don't be too humble. Like, come on, get into your. So they're like pulling two different directions to try to. And but when you hear when you hear a song like that or read a book like that, you're already positioned in one point of the spectrum. And so it feels like you're being told conflicting messages when really if you're say on the lower end of the spectrum, you're already kind of a humble person, shy reserved person like Kendrick Lamar's message was never really for you. Like he's not trying to tell you, Hey, like tone it down a bit, you know, like, well, definitely. And that's and I where think... you need to be. You need to be able to choose like which philosophies you want to listen to and which are speaking to you and saying, Hey, this is what you're missing out on, or this is what you're not recognizing. Definitely. And I think that that's where the how comes into play. That is so important in the way that we communicate. Obviously the why is why they wrote the song, why they wrote the book. The why is like, who is it even written to? Yeah. And so you start to ask those questions. What is being said was your inspiration on writing the book in the first place? Like, mm -hmm. what do I want to say? Yeah. The how is interchangeable for me in the context of who your audience is. For me, I think it's... It's a more effective approach from Kendrick to be aggressive. Yeah. If his song is about being humble, that and and the why, the reason is to bring people down to being humble, to being a little bit more balanced, mm -hmm. then he's reaching towards an aggressive crowd. Yeah. So that means he needs to speak an aggressive language. Yeah. He needs to be a little bit more high energy and say, bitch, sit down. Like, what do you know? Yeah. And yeah. to me, that how makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Russ, his, his how, while you would think I would agree to go the other direction and say, no, he needs to cater to everyone else. His how still makes sense to me yeah. because he's being inspirational. Yeah. You can't be shy and humble and quiet when it comes to certain aspects, your own accomplishments to bring passion and high energy. And like, I'm ready to tackle this shit. Those two just don't go hand in hand. So he's going towards the lower end and trying to bring people up from being humble mm -hmm. by using aggressive yeah. and trying to spark, even if it's anger, anger is a sense of passion that is high energy that when understood correctly can be used to your benefit. Yeah. So I think the how that Russ went around of how he went to inspire bringing people that direction of believe in yourself is also correct. Yeah. But they understood that from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which right. I want to backtrack and kind of talk to the normal Joe, the average person, that these are music artists that have influence on our life. But what you don't understand is your words have impact in anyone else's life just as much as my words have an impact. The words that I'm feeling right now, Evan you have a thought process and a feeling about just as much as the audience who's listening to this. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean what I'm saying is correct. Mm -hmm. That's, this isn't a what conversation. This is just 
you're feeling period end of sentence mm-hmm. i can be more aggressive and be like yeah no what like this this and that and i can be passionate and i can show you that this is what i believe in or i can be a little bit more humble and just say you know what like this is what i'm saying guys and it's however I hope you, it's not too yeah uh, i don't want to oppress anyone like you take it or leave it which is typically like my personality type yeah. it's hey this is just what i'm saying you can take it or leave it but there's there's so many people now and I think it's getting more and more apparent, the contrast between the two. There's so many people on the ends of the spectrum that are either too humble or too reserved or too, I don't know if shy is the best word because I think that's a personality thing too, but you know what I mean? There's so many voices on both ends of the spectrum that are too me, 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 or, and really all of these artists are trying to do is bring us into the middle where it's like, you need to be proud and uh, have a sense of dignity about your accomplishments, mm-hmm. but don't let it all go to your head because you're still going to be this one fish in the giant ocean of life. And while I think it's hard to compare the two because one is like a three minute song as compared to like an actual a hundred page book, like there's definitely a lot more content in the book, but I think, well, dude, from a philosophical standpoint, I would say Kendrick Lamar might almost have, because like his cool thing, like what he's known for is his poetry. And like, he's able to say a lot with very few words and so, I mean, that's a semantics thing again, but well, I think yeah. like he's, he's just in the line, like I remember syrup sandwiches, crime allowances. Like he says a lot about like, I remember being poor. Like I remember yeah. being impoverished. And you, can, and you can get a picture of his growing up just from, yeah. that, what is that? Like four words? Yeah. <laughs> syrup sandwiches, dude. Like that's all you have to eat, you know? Like, yeah. What does that say? Yeah. But I think it goes when you're talking about artists pulling you a direction one way or another, and again, this has to go into the why and the who, mm-hmm. if, if you're listening to artists that really resonate with you, I want you to start questioning like why it resonates with you and who you're listening to and what are the words being said? Yeah. I want you to question those things like every day, regardless, not even on music. But when it comes to those things, the artists that I listen to specifically are all, I guess you would categorize it as conscious rap nowadays. They're Mm -hmm. all telling you to be yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) in one way or another. They're telling you to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Russ is saying like, you know, don't be humble because yourself matters. Yeah. And while I can't really touch too much on that one Kendrick song, Mm -hmm. like pretty much all of the rappers nowadays are saying like, I made it from nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And most people see that as bragging, but it is a sense of like, everyone told me I couldn't and I did it. Yeah. And I want to show you that you can do it too. Yeah. And that's what I want people to start questioning, I guess, Mm -hmm. is that like, you can do stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You have the power for these things. Like, and what you're listening to influences that. If you didn't hear the word communication enough, that's it. (laughs) This whole episode was just about communication and how we do it. And this was a really interesting little half episode that we just kind of jumped into. And I want to communicate to you guys that I greatly appreciate the support that you've given us for this year as we kind of round out and cap off the end of season one. I will second all of that. I also agree that 
I'm very appreciative of what we've done and I'm very enthusiastic about what we have yet to record. Uh, we have a lot of great people and ideas that we still want to talk to and about. And so we're really excited to bring you guys more of what we think is important to talk about and how they pertain to emotion, which is probably, as we've said many times, one of the most undertapped uh, aspects of our being that isn't talked about enough for our reality. So this is kind of a conclusion to this most recent episode, which was great. I love talking about uh, the music as a culture and how it influences us. And uh, it was great to hear kind of a new perspective on all of that and this is also kind of meant to be a little outro to season one as i understand it yep the end of season one but that doesn't mean that there isn't a beginning a new beginning in sight and i think that that's the wonders of <laughs> the end of things is offers new opportunities to start something anew which means that season two is going to be different aspects i want to talk more on communication, talk more in the expression of emotions, um, because for season one, we've drawn a lot of awareness to emotions. What's the point of drawing awareness to them if you're not gonna do anything with them? So I really want to express to you guys that I love you guys. I appreciate everything that you've done for us in means of support. And I am really excited, expressing myself, really excited for season two and what we what we can do with ourselves. We have great potential. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll give a, a little teaser now. Our first episode of the new season is going to be around coronavirus. And so that's something that I'm sure everyone can relate to. And we, we dive into kind of the emotions around uh, people on different sides of the coronavirus political debate as it's come to be understood and so we're hoping that this first episode is going to give listeners uh, a means of having more empathy regardless of where they stand on the severity of this pandemic not only the empathy aspect but expressing how we can communicate to opposing viewpoints as well which yeah. again communication two, communication communication we can't say it enough and that all starts with ourselves. We can... If you can't have that dialogue with yourself first, it's gonna be harder to have honest conversations with other people. Exactly, yeah. and we have control over the way we say things. We don't have control over how it's taken and how other people react to it. So if we can control how we communicate and be mindful and be empathetic then it offers a world where problem solving is less of a process and more of just a general understanding a fun exercise exactly like what if solving a civil crisis in libya was just like an afternoon assignment for you know yeah like exactly. philosophy majors to just work on and then they just come up with the answer right away what if we didn't see these I mean, that's a drastic example. <laughs> it's not drastic because I think after we communicate and we solve things that these problems won't even arise as much as they do. Like world hunger won't be a thing if we have empathy and we <laughs> have enough food in the world to feed everyone that shouldn't be a problem in the first place. But it starts with these small steps of acknowledging things that are there and acknowledging your own emotions around things. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. 
Well, uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to, yeah, this will be the last episode of the first season. Uh, I've been Evan Johnson, just here along for the ride. And uh, make sure to tune into us on all of those places that you know of, Spotify, Apple Music, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well at Emotion All Podcast. Anything to add to that, James? Nope. It's James Castillo signing off. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. And wait, how are you feeling? <laughs>